This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. everybody just before you listen to this episode i'd just like to bring your attention to a patreon supporter program that we do have that i'd like to encourage you to join if you haven't done so already if you go to patreon.com forward slash seasiders pod you'll find details of how to support the show and how to support this content you'll get lots of extra bits and pieces in return so again head over to patreon.com forward slash seasiders pod if you want to help support our content and help us grow and get even better. Uh, good evening, everybody, on a, a very special Friday, Tim. It's not very often we come on a Friday, is it? We thought we'd fire one out just to appease the masses. Not done in a while, two in a week. I think pro- some probably didn't realise we did a Monday night. Um, I think with you being in the deepest, darkest Cumbria... Couldn't upload the YouTube, so you may get a double head of people when it when it gets uploaded. But um, yeah, we did a Monday night session, and it's uh, good to do a Friday actually for a change. Yeah, I've caught two birds with one stone. Is there a pun in there? Considering Cheltenham, a town called the Robins. Uh, no, that wasn't that clever. Claim it. <laughs> Claim it. I'll let you clear that one. No, it's um, it's no, it's good to be able to look back on Tuesday and also have another game right round the corner as well, isn't it? So certainly is. Um, special guest on this evening, Tom. Tom, you've been on I think a couple of times before in the past, haven't you? From the UTMP yeah. show. Uh, good evening, Tom. Thanks for coming on, mate. Yeah, good evening. I don't know if there's a little bit of a delay on my video, so I can't quite. Um, I can see hear myself from about ten seconds ago. But yeah, all good. Um, good to be on. Obviously, I'm a um, exile, so I don't get to many home games. But I've been to a couple of the recent away games, and I watched the game on Tuesday on Tangerine TV as well. So managed to see a, a few games recently where we've been picking up some form. So it's been good. I haven't actually got a chance to see the full replay. Um, the cottage I was staying in had a 0.5 megabyte download speed, and even worse upload. So I haven't even managed to. To see that, just Still got, dial up, was it? Yeah, it was like dial up speeds. I was looking for it, I was going to do my revision before this for the extended highlights and Tangerine TV, and there wasn't one. So we've literally just seen the goals. But Andy, welcome. Um, all the goals down your end again, once again. 
they know where it's at, don't they? Yeah, we even had a guest, Mr. Ragazzino, in the south. Oh, did you really? Did you he really? wanted to come and have a he wanted to come and have a look what the ultras were up to, and and so so uh, I booked all the goals at our end, and it was uh, it was another that that corner. They keep running over to us as well. Are you so you yeah, you yeah. sitting near the away fans are, don't you? No, no, the other side of the goal. Oh dear, the other side behind the goal, but the other side of the goal. Yeah, I think Mitch is more towards the middle, and that's another way. Where the players always celebrate our side, so it's always good. Colin, we've, we've had very Ellen. poor returns in the north this season, goal wise. These almost all seem to be down the south end. <laughs> well, that's that, that's it. It's that, that's why it's an extra ten pound in the south, you know. <laughs> Do you know, Andy, I had visions of you right next to the away fans, you know, you and your boys, like, specifically sitting there to give it some to to the away fans. Can't. But you, there wouldn't have been much of an opportunity for, on Cheltenham. What was it? Cheltenham on Tuesday night. Didn't look to be many there. Booked the minibus, didn't they, on the way back? Mm. Jeez. I can't, I can't believe that Cole isn't, uh, isn't baiting the away fans from Block A. Not block A, whatever the one is right around there, the opposite, isn't it? Block X. So is X is there, is it? He, he's, he's banned. He's banned from that side. <laughs> we, he's allowed. He's allowed about the middle of the goal, and then we have to the the uh, the lead that we've got, the extendable lead, pulls him back. <laughs> is that me and Sharpie have got this? Uh, I've got him on the lead now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a great lad, Colin. Oh dear. Right, everybody, let's go on with the show. Say hello to a few people in the comments. Evening, David, uh, Peter, Blackpool Seaside, I remember that is. James Scott Associates. That sounds like a a law firm almost, Tim. Not, not, um, Matchball sponsor. Oh, are they? Or goal, score, goal scoring sponsor. I'm sure uh, Scott will correct us. But, um, uh, yeah, I know Scott, and uh, he's uh, doing a bit of work together at the moment. Uh, Richard's on. Evening, Richard. Took some great photos, didn't he? Richard away at... Can't remember. Charlton, I think. Um, evening, Anne. Evening, MT. And evening, Gareth. Right, let's go on with this Friday night show and catch up on Blackpool 3, Cheltenham Town 2. Let's start with the starting lineup. Now, I have actually put a graphic together for the lineup. Banner out of the way because I wanted to talk about the formation. Obviously, I wasn't there, but this is um, how Fot Mob have us of Grimshaw with a uh, how can you describe? They've obviously got that wrong because obviously it was a back five um, with wing backs of Hamilton, Pennington, Carey, Connolly, and Thompson as a left wing back. Um, midfield two of Morgan and Dougal. Don't know if that's right with Dembele. Playing in the hole with Lavery and Rhodes up front. Uh, Tim, let's start with you. A, your, your thoughts on that lineup, and B, how did we set out in this game? Or is that complete bollocks on that graphic? What you can see before? Uh, the, I, I think the biggest surprise. So I was a little bit disappointed when I saw the team. I think firstly, Hubby missing was uh, a bit disappointing. I, I don't think there was any real. Well, I wasn't aware of any indication that he wasn't going to be fit, but I think he had a a bit of a knock from um from Oxford. 
or maybe from training, I don't know, but I, I think he had a... Not on the bench uh, then, no. Just looking no, he wasn't, he wasn't involved at all. I think he's back in contention for tomorrow, but but obviously with it being so consistent this year, um, that worried me. And then obviously, um, I, 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 you know, I, I'm, a, I'm quite a, a, quite a big Kowasi fan. I just can. I, th- I thought he should have started really, but so when I looked at it, I thought, yeah, I can sort of see the Dembele, um, but I was just a bit worried that we had a bit, bit too too many players who weren't going to keep hold of the ball in the way that we needed to. You know, if you sort of work through the team, and um, I felt it was important to hold the ball a lot in this game and and keep spreading it about. And I just felt there's a few people who tend to give it away a bit too easily for me. One or two of them in a team, fine, but I think there's probably three or four there who who are probably guilty of that sometimes. So, um, but yeah, but generally I think it was, it was uh, you know, Hubby was, would no doubt have started if he could have done. And uh, obviously Norbin's not quite right yet. So Morgan Morgan had a, a good, um, uh, a, a good uh, effort from the substitutes bench at Oxford. And in fact, all, all the substitutes started, didn't they? So, um that was a bit. So I think I might have been a bit critically sort of thinking. Right, well, you know they've all made it. They've all contributed when they've come on Oxford and got us help us get the points. So they deserve a they deserve a start. Tom, over. Oh God, get me off. Uh, Tom, over to you then. When you when you saw that line up, you see the ghost off, John. All right, okay. Mute <laughs> I yourself. I muted myself to sneeze. God, uh, over to you, Tom. Um, your thoughts on that that line up there, and your thoughts on what Critchley was trying to achieve with this? Yeah, so he's made five changes, hasn't he? Which um, obviously the previous game he played Oakley Booth and Carey in midfield. So he's put Aldi Morgan in, and then Dembele, I think, who didn't play the previous week. So I quite liked that mix, that, that blend, as Critchley would say, uh, in terms of putting Dembele in with the, the two sat behind him. I obviously, like Dougal. Albie Morgan's got a bit to prove. I think that spot next to either Dougal or Norburn is there up for grabs if we keep this sort of structure. So you could argue Oakley Booth could do a job in there, Morgan. Uh, you've also got uh, Carey, obviously, who's, who's not quite managed to make the position his own. So I think that's a bone of contention in midfield. But I do like having Dembele in front of the two, particularly when we're at home trying to take the game to the opposition. So that was good. I'm not convinced on Dom Thompson yet. Um, I know a lot of people have enjoyed seeing him play this season, but I, I think you've got to be able to trust your defender, and I can't trust him at the minute. He just judged on the line. I was a little bit concerned with, as Tim said, husband coming out and that left footer sort of going across to, to support Thompson would have been um, good. So Connolly, I was a bit concerned there. And the final one's obviously Lavery for Kowasi, so it was, it was good to see Lavery get a get a game and a goal as well so hopefully he can have a run but great to see anyone you know Jordan Rhodes makes any strike partner look good doesn't he so I wasn't concerned at all by seeing Lavery in the lineup. Mm. Andy your final thoughts before we we go on to the game there anything to add no, no, just a, <clears throat> obviously Hubby's been about our player of the year and he's so um, that was a, a massive concern because it's probably the one position we've got where I'm not comfortable with the cover um, I don't like Connolly on the left-hand side. Um, Thompson, Thompson's good at, from attacking-wise. I take Tom's point about trusting him as a defender, and I'm not quite sure you can. Um, 
for, from as an attacking force, he's as good as anybody down that left hand side, I think. Um, but um, um, Morgan, Morgan did okay. Morgan did okay, but Dougal, I thought Dougal was good. Um, so he's he's bit, he's playing well this season. So we have to keep him in. So it leaves the options short for Morgan in that formation when we've got Norburn fit. Uh, Alan in the comments is saying actually Hobby was rested, which I'd, I'd assumed he was injured. And uh, one of the staff said he was hobbling a bit when he came in, which made me think he was injured. But maybe he wasn't. Maybe it was just a case of we're playing bottom of the league and give him a, give him a break because he has played a lot of football. Um, I don't know whether anybody else has heard anything. I, I, I missed that in Critchley's comments. I just listened to his post-match um, before we came on, and obviously it wasn't mentioned there. So um, unless I, unless I missed it, so but that would be interesting if he's just thought give him a, a break. I can understand that um, in some respects. He's um, probably ever present, isn't he? So, so far this season, man. I don't. I personally don't agree with resting players of his caliber and his importance to the team. Um, lots of lots of of teams that do well rest players during the season but very rarely do they do the rest of back four or the back the back three or whatever it's it's more about rotating the midfield and the attacking the attacking players but yeah it it says on the club website just looking now it says he's James Husband's available for selection um and obviously we've seen that Jordan and Gabriel's um he did an interview today with Radio Lancashire so he's Back on the grass, as Critchley would say. So there's a couple of positive bits of news there. Uh, then he says Ollie Norburn is going to be assessed for the game. So I know we're going to touch on preview of the game tomorrow a little bit later on. But yeah, husband is available for to, tomorrow's game. Good. Me too. Obviously, I can't comment on the game, but Thompson looked like he was involved in a couple of the goals, um, particularly the first one. But I think a lot of mistakes seem to be stemming in Conway's area. He was like the in for husband, wasn't he? So. It's a strange decision. It nearly cost us in the end, but we we got away with it, didn't we? Right, let's move on to the actual game itself. Then, um, Andy, you can kick off uh, Shane Lavery's goal coming not long after Dembele's hit the bar. Um, Tom Thompson, I think he's he's put the ball in, hasn't he? Kind of recovered from a miscontrol of the ball, but done brilliantly. Miscontrolled it, did a pirouette. There you go. Do I get a? Uh, that's the, that's a, up there with the. Uh, so here's uh, did a little pirouette and uh, and then that fox the defender and uh, um then put it over Dinny Rhodes did really well at the back post under pressure and got got the uh, got the nod back and Lavery just came in between two defenders and couldn't miss really, could he? To, no, the defenders don't want to touch it because they they would just score an own goal, and so Lavery's got a free hit really, and just nodded it in, didn't he? Um, um, and delighted the South End of the ground. I think even you could have put that in, Tim. Even in your yeah, your current even, injured even hamstring, I might be able to stretch for that one <laughs> with your pinged hamstring. Uh, I mean, I just go back to them belly. St- I mean. I, I, I thought, how the hell did he miss when I when I watched it from the uh, uh, the far side? So I was going to get the best of views. The, the non-scoring side of the ground, Tim. 
Yeah. Um, but I've got to say, I watched it back and, it, it, you know, I, I thought he had loads of time just to stroke it in. I don't think he quite had as much time as I originally thought. So um, I thought he I thought he showed a sharp turn of pace and um, to beat his man. And um, he was it, with hindsight, he was a bit unlucky with that one. It felt uh, towards felt towards down south as though he 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 just hit it too hard. He just mm-hmm. tried to tried to hit it too hard. That was what I thought, Andy. I, my first thought: Why the hell is he well, wellied that when all he needs to do was stroke it in? But as yeah. a replay, having seen a replay, I could sort of. I'm a bit more forgiving of it. I thought it was a mistake yeah. the first time round. Maybe that's his style because he did it Charlton away, didn't he? He absolutely rifled it and he went barring in, and that was honestly a really a sublime finish. But clearly, he's got a um, a tendency to smash the ball when he's through. So yeah, be interesting to see if he's got a different type of finish. And um, obviously, he scored the third one on on the night as well, which is a, a rifle from outside the box. But yeah, he's got a good strike on him, but sadly, caught that one just a bit a bit wrong. Okay, we've gone two, two nil up. Andy, come to you again. Um, Jordan Rhodes has had the headed a Morgan free kick in. Um, the finish was very similar to that one he's chested in. Was it against? It would be three nil. Stephen, it was just. I literally turned round to Carl about a um, couple of minutes before it and said, "Rhodes is." five minutes ahead of the game here. He's, he's just like, at least, you know, he, he feels like he's a couple of passes ahead at least of the rest of the players. He, he he understands what's going to happen and he gets himself into the position to make a run. And, and sometimes they don't see him and sometimes they do. And, and like, but he, his awareness is absolutely exemplary and uh, he's just, um, he, he imag- he seems to imagine things are going to happen, and and sometimes they do, and he's in the right place, and and he's hit the free kick, hasn't he? It's taken a deflection um, off a Cheltenham player, and then into to where he was standing, and he's just he's just nodded it in, hasn't he? It's just beautiful. He's he's just good, isn't he? He's just awareness is fantastic. It was actually a very good header, wasn't it? I mean, yeah, when yeah, you watch it, it back, I, um, I mean, I think the first things first, we, nobody had any doubt that he meant it, where I think if it had been any other player, you know, your initial action was, did he mean that or did he just hit him? But you, you knew straight away it was it was intentional. And the second, when you watch it back, it was actually very quick reactions and a very good header to boot because it, yeah. uh, um, uh, Morgan had, had hit the backside, I think, of, of a Cheltenham player and it spun funnily into into the box and he was just on it, wasn't he? Um, incredible. I'd be interested to know, I know Kevin Phillips comes to mind for as one in my era of the last 23 years, but going back a bit further, I'd be interested to know if there's anyone that comes to mind that's got such a good natural, such a natural goal scorer that just knows where the ball's going to land before it even goes in. In a tangerine shirt, there's not many, certainly in the last 20, 30 years, I wouldn't have thought. Yeah, I mean, I know Keith was at a, at a very rich vein of form over a relatively short period before he got injured. Um, but he was more he was more scoring out of the box or penalties. He tended to he was playing like attacking midfield, so not exactly like for like. And then you had your David Bamber, who was but he was just he was not the same either, was he? No, no, he was just a big centre forward, mainly scored with his head. Would uh, but would I, I someone like think of one? Someone like Dick Ov or something like that. Mm. 
He wasn't prolific. He wasn't yeah. prolific, prolific, though, was he? Difficult. No, Scott no. Taylor, maybe. Yeah, possibly. I mean, to, to me, he's he's just he's a class. You know, he's clearly, without a shadow of a doubt, a division above. But the problem is, he because of the way the teams play in the championship, you rarely get they, they rarely play two up front, and so I think he's he's fallen victim to the style of play that you see in, in the championship, which doesn't suit him. Um, Tony Ellis. Yeah, a few suggestions coming in. Um, Rich Hansall said Scott Taylor. I may Andy Morrell. Tony Ellis. Again, he was different though, wasn't he? He was... Yeah, he was always cutting and shooting, yeah, wasn't he? Keegan Parker. One name that is missing from this list that everyone has forgotten. James Beatty. Jim, of course. How can you forget? He's th- got it in the casino next door, I don't know about... I, I, I think he's unique, isn't he, Rhodes? I think, Tom, it's, our, it's a hard question to ask. I don't think we have any. Yeah. Had anyone similar? That's why I asked it, yeah. I mean, Kevin Phillips is the obvious one, isn't he? Because he just... he His movement was unbelievable. It's it's not often we get the privilege to see someone that's such a natural striker. Like most, you know, A lot of football fans in the Premier League and the top ends of the Championship might have seen that quite frequently, but... For us, we've normally got a player who would have to polish up or is coming through or he's on the way down on the other side. So it's good to see him. I know he's 33, but he's he's clearly still got a lot to give at his level. So, yeah, it's just, we should just enjoy where we can. He's playing so little football in the last five or six years that, it, it, you know, you might actually find he's got a good two or three years left in him yet, I would have thought. Yeah. Um, he's not yeah, he's, He's he's not scored. He scored nine now, hasn't he? He's not scored nine a season since 2016. And then if you go a season before that for double figures, and he should get that probably tomorrow. So, you know, we're talking 2016, Matt, since he last had such a prolific run of form for a season. So, and you might get recalled in January, and he's already had his best season by that time. So, you know, he's he's absolutely firing all cylinders, and he must be loving it as well. So, hopefully, we can keep him a little bit longer than. January, but even if he goes, even if we've only got a couple of se- couple of months with him, he'll be, I'll have twenty in the league, won't he? By that time, so we can send him back and uh, get someone else in at that point. And you made a point there, Tom, and uh, I think um, this is this is that's an interesting point of how he must be enjoying it, and how he must love it now that his first choice is he's playing every week, he's. Um, He's scoring goals. He looks full of confidence. He must be walking around with a smile on his face and uh, um, and thinking, "I forgot these days that happened," um, because he, he's just not had it for you know what you're saying there five or six years. Longer than that, yeah, seven or eight, I think. Our best hope is that, our best hope is Huddersfield. Let's hope they keep Darren Moore, I think, Tim. I think that's the most yeah. pertinent. And he can't play. He's like, it's a little bit like we had with uh, Bowler. He, he can only play for us or them. He can't go anywhere else. So um, that's, um, you know, so they're not going to sell him to anybody else. Um, whether we've got the appetite to spend or whether we'd prefer just try and keep him and then try and do a deal at the end of the season. If, if one's to be done, I don't know. But um, he's clearly wants, he doesn't want to be going down south, I don't get the impression. Not quite sure where he lives, but I know he travels in with um, O'Donnell, doesn't he, I think? Um, and, and he's sort of East Lanks way. 
So, um, uh, yeah, you know, I, I, again, we go back to that interview, which I think we spoke about on Monday night. A lot of people have uh, obviously not seen it for the reasons I mentioned, but, um, you know, he's talked about his children in tangerine kits and what, and, and loving being involved and, um, uh, and, and loving um, being able to pass on some of his experience and knowledge as well. So, someone like Kuasi and, and even Lavery are going to come on in spades with somebody of his experience um, talking to them through a game. I've seen him doing it as well. I've seen him turn to Dembele and say things to Dembele, and it, it's all good, isn't it? it? It feels like having a coach on the pitch. Yeah. That's how it feels to me. It, it feels like, and, and he's not, but it feels that way. Um, and like he looks as though he's got so much to give in in that way to to uh, um, to bring on the younger younger lads around him. Really good. He's he's, he's been a massive positive to us. Mm. South Shore Seasiders says Huddersfield should do the right thing and let him terminate in the last six months of the contract and join us in January. Maybe they will. Um, how, how many how many times in football you do the, does people do the right thing? Mm. Rarely. And they'll have their fans giving it, particularly if they're right near the bottom at that point, their fans will be saying, well, they're getting back and, you know, he can maybe do something for us. But the reality is he'll be on, he'll be on the bench, won't he? And it'll, he'll be back getting 15 minutes here and 20 minutes there, which I think he's probably heartily sick of after three the last three or four years. Well, the Huddersfield fan that's a member at work, and he's, he, he said exactly this when, I mean, I said it when he signed, that all he said is, you create chances and he'll score, right? Mm. But he doesn't do well playing up on his own. And a lot of the championship teams are either 4-3-3, these sort of things. So, so invariably, he is up front on his own out of necessity because Huddersfield have got a lot of the... the it, by the nature of the beast, they're not, they're not going to be on the front foot in games a lot of the time and so they, they want someone maybe quick up front or something like this and he's not quick is he he's just they, why not... they do they do play with a two I don't know really I don't know we'll do a bit of research while we talk about the next item we'll... yeah they looking the last couple of games and they play the same formation as us but they've got um, a lot from their youth team up front Um and then a guy called Bergzorg, who I've never heard of before. So, looks like they might need a striker, to be fair. But, I think it's Crossley sign one, eh? Isn't it? Yeah, one but um, said he didn't want him in the summer, wasn't it? And they've obviously put more in since then. So, there's a chance he might want to have a look at him in January. But, well, more, well, more got rid of him when he was at Sheffield Wednesday, didn't he? So. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's got to want to go. They're going to have a discussion with him. And ultimately, if they say you're coming back, he's going back, isn't he? But he also, if they have a discussion and he says, I don't want to come back, like, what are they left with? They don't want an unhappy player in their predicament where they're fighting relegation. They'd rather have everyone pulling in the right direction. So it'd be interesting to see how he, he feels and in any discussions. But ultimately, if they rule they say you're coming back and he's got to go, hasn't he? He's under contract. A bit like a Tom Tribal situation almost. Correct. Mm-hmm. Time will tell. 
So I've just I've read, I've not seen this, that um five minutes after we went two 0 up, we had a disallowed goal goal from uh, Jordan Rhodes himself, a foul on the keeper apparently. Can anyone elaborate on what happened there? Andy, Tim shaking his head. Obviously the, at the goal scoring oh, end, our, our man on the streets. What can you tell us about that? Certainly. It's very clearly in front of me, John. <laughs> on my side of the goal as well. Um, basically, Rose jumped for the header and the keeper jumped into him and got hurt. Well, he didn't get hurt. He was just playing and being hurt. And, and that was it. It's was, it was ridiculous. It was a ridiculous decision. It was a goal. Simple. I remember and, it now, to be fair. It's coming back. But that far, that long distance view ahead of it, with your binoculars. No, no, not bi- right. not binoculars. Sakir has opera glasses, Andy. Don't <laughs> opera glasses. <laughs> right there, you go. But anyway, Rhodes Rhodes jumped, clean as a whistle for the ball. Got the ball, the goalie missed it. He went flapping up for it, um, uh, in Chris Matswellesk he was when he went for it. The the, the uh, <laughs> The keeper, like, Rhodes edited it in, all good. I mean, Rhodes was pretty sort of okay about it, to be honest. You know, he was showing the human side that the, the keeper was saying he was hurt and things like that, load of rubbish. Did the keeper go down playing dead almost uh, to sort well, of a way on thick? Well, I, I had it on with the keeper a little bit because he was wasting time in the first minute, right? And, and so... We had to have a little chat, me and the keeper, and I, and I said, "What's going to happen at the end of the end of the game when you're losing and you want to you want to chase every last minute? And what's he doing in the last? Do you see him in the last five minutes? Oh my God, I've never seen someone sprint so fast. Like he was quicker than CJ, their keeper. He was he was, he was running round, like trying to get the ball and take free kicks quick. And in literally in the first minute, he was wasting time." What did he say to you, Andy, in reply to your question? He he decided that no comment was a. <laughs> what did Luke? What did Luke? So- what did Luke Southwood say to you, Andy? Uh, he he decided that uh, no comment was better than uh, getting into an argument with a like idiot, and so I uh, I didn't get a rise. Or definitely wasn't with Luke as he conceded a. Third goal on 41 minutes. Um, Karamoko at the goal scoring end again. Karamoko, Dembele, Tom, do you want to come in on this? Um, as as you were saying, he's been looking to, to smash things and he certainly smashed this. Uh, kind of a, I don't know, how yeah. can you describe it? A falling half volley? Yeah, I feel like CJ did well to get in. Well, I remember he, he, got, he beat his man, didn't he, and cut in and then put it across. It was looking dangerous, and the defender managed to clear it. And then, yeah, Dembele, the ball, I think it went to Morgan, and he played it to Dembele. And the chance looked like he was about to go, and he reached, and uh, he, I think he had both feet up in the air and managed to almost scissor kick it, really, into the far corner. Really good, really good finish. And he hit the deck as he as he hit it. So, yeah. Hasn't got far, really hasn't got far to go, though, has he? So, probably didn't hurt himself. Yeah. He's really good technically, though, isn't he? I know he looks like he's about 15 or something. and uh, He's been 15 for the last five years, I think. But, yeah, he's, he's he's very good technically. He's really good at sort of um, 
not, the ball doesn't move and he changes his position and he'll he'll lure the defender in and beat him. So he's really exciting to watch. And he, I think that's his second goal in seven games. So yeah, you know he's dangerous and he's creating chances and scoring as well. Because you know a lot of them come off the bench as well. I don't know how many minutes he's played this season, but he's, he, I'd expect him to play tomorrow after the the form he's been in so far. Tim, he's certainly adding uh, a different. He adds a different dimension to what we've got already. I think he complements the team very well, and he just adds that little bit of um, unpredictability. I think. I think what we've got to be prepared for when Dembele plays, and I think this is probably ultimately when we get to the second half, why he comes off is that we will give the ball away a lot when he's on the ball because. But we're doing that because we're trying to do things and he specifically he's trying to do things and he's taking risks rather than just keeping possession. And one of our big criticisms of Blackpool, particularly in the first few games, was that we were we were possession heavy and risk averse, weren't we? We didn't take any risks at all and and we wanted we wanted Critch to take the handbrake off. And I think when he plays Dembele, He's taken the handbrake off and, and given the accelerator a nice big squeeze at the same time as well. So, um, uh, yeah, it brings it brings something different. I don't think he'd be a player for every single game. I think when it's when it, it, you know uh, some, when we want to keep hold of the ball, he may he'll be withdrawn. But he could, equally, he's the type of player who can make a massive difference, particularly in those tight games where we're playing teams in and around us near the top. Um, he can unlock defences and um you know he arguably should have had scored that first one and um but he more than made up for it with the second but it was interesting in after 60 minutes or something he gets withdrawn and, and I think that's because as we're going to go on to discuss he it, we Critch wanted to keep possession more um and um and and and, and so that, that that that's the the conundrum you're going to have when you play him when you're playing how you play him but is an incredible talent, and I think I think it it's great that Dougal's playing as well as he is at the moment because I think he's able to provide a lot of defensive cover and almost give Dembele a free role. Just to you don't see you don't see Dembele doing a lot of tra- tracking back and defending. I'm not saying he does he never does it because I'm sure you know he will do if he's the closest man. He'll he'll make an effort, but he's really there as a, a free man. And I noticed particularly at Oxford on Saturday that CJ was almost like lucky just to give the ball to him at every opportunity, which was interesting. Do, do not feel like he's he's either on for the first hour or on for the first, last half an hour. Yeah, and probably. and and the uh, um, in some games where we're away and we've got to keep the game tighter for longer, that he might he might find himself on the bench and then unleashed in the last half an hour or so. Um, but also, I, I see at home that he's going to get more game time at home. But did Critchley, did Critchley the other night think, like, they're a weaker opponent, so we're going to give him... Yeah. I think you're on some of there. I, I think in the... I can see in the big games him being a sub, but a great impact sub. Yeah. Um, and I think I think if if Hubby was rested a little bit on um, uh, on Tuesday night again, I think Critchley probably thought it was going to be a little bit easier than it ultimately ended up being. And it should have been, to be fair. You know, if we we, we arguably um, 
you know, um, three nil didn't flatter us at half time by any stretch of the imagination. And obviously, as we're going to talk, we 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 managed to cop that up a bit. But you know, going into going into half time, last couple of minutes, we were we were almost on cruise control, weren't we? Did, by the way, did anyone see the lineups at the start? You know, when we were doing the minute silence for Bobby Charlton, and so we were all lined up, and Dembele stood on the end. And he looks like the four foot three kid on the end. It was really it's hilarious. <laughs> the looked up. It's uh, oh, the mascot. Apart from being fifteen, you, yeah. It, honestly, if it, you you wouldn't have been surprised. You wouldn't have been surprised. Okay, Tom has tempted mentioned it should have been three 0 at half time. It wasn't. Um, not the best angle on TV to see see the offside. So, um. What was your thoughts on on that goal? Well, very well taken by Goodwin. Yeah, again, I, I saw saw it on Tangerine TV, so it was a long ball from the other half, so you couldn't see. Well, the players were appealing for offside, and Casey, I watched it back. Casey didn't look like he actually knew the, the striker was there because he tried to sort of win it and realised he'd you know he was second to the ball by that point. So, really good finish from him when he gets in that position, and it. Um, took the wind out of our sails, you know, you're texting all your mates saying we're going to win the league and, uh, yeah, three points and all of a sudden you're thinking, oh, um, yeah, not a great time to come see the goal. But, um, yeah, I was confident that with uh, that I'd give us, you know, you think, oh, well, I'll, you know, Critchley will, will tell them to be careful and, and we'll come out in the second half with a bit more vigour. But, obviously, as we'll come on to, that wasn't really the case. But, uh, yeah, a bit, of a bit of a poor goal to concede, but, yeah, a very tidy finish from the striker. Tim, obviously you're living in the north, I guess, so you couldn't really. I saw see one. It. Oh, did you? Go on. Yeah. By the way, you're about to get up to the uh, Moretti Lounge, were you, on your little oh, trudge yeah, back was, up I was, there? I was strolling up there at the time, so. Uh... So the, the general consensus in the ground was it was a, it was offside. Yeah, well, so. I mean, I think those those in in the west who were in line with it were basically saying it was blatantly offside. But if if I'm honest. I wasn't thinking that when the goal came in. I just thought, what a great finish um, because he really felt he got his angles 100% on that one and, um, and uh, you know, and, and Grim didn't really give Grim much chance with it. Uh, I did. I do think our defence spent too long with their hands in the air claiming offside rather than playing to the whistle. Um, and, and perhaps if we had played the whistle, we, we, we might have been able to, um, you know, get a challenge in on it. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. More or at least put them under some pressure rather than effective giving them a free shot at, shot at goal. Um, so it's just, I, I think I think it, was, it just took, took the edge off, or it was otherwise a, 
an exemplary half of football, really, from from our perspective. And um, so, what went wrong in the second half then? Well, he made four subs, didn't he? Um, I mean, he was he was the brave there manager, and I think he, well, you know, he. I'd like to have listened to his halftime team talk because it was like chalk and cheese. All of a sudden, they were pressing, or and and they were they, you know, and um, putting themselves about, and 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 and, and looking at, to be fair for most of that half for me looked the better side. Um, so uh, did, did credit to him. So up up until the substitutions on sixty eight minutes of Kerry and Crassy for and Devon Belly, did we do anything of note in that period up until the two subs? And you're shaking your head. I just, I just thought you saw the two sides of Blackpool, the one that excites us and the one that worries the hell out of us. And and either side of half-time. I'm, des- I'm desperately trying to think of a, a chance we had during that period and I, I can't, I, I generally can't can't really remember one. Um, somebody, the comments, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, Luke says CJ made some good runs. We weren't, we weren't completely on the defensive, but we just, no. We didn't. We didn't. We didn't seem to have any end products, um, and didn't. I don't recall us tested the keeper in that period leading up to the substitutions, um, where and they started having a lot of good. What I thought was good possession, not just possession, but good possession, where they were actually, you know, they were they they, they most certainly they upped their tempo and 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 were closing us down far quicker than than they've been doing in the first half. Um, and yeah, you know the substitutions definitely made a difference. I I I would second that, and I'd uh, I'd say that they their manager definitely saw um, saw a way to get at us a little bit, and and he you got to give them every credit for that, and their players for turning things around from three 0 down. You've got to you've got to appreciate that. Yeah, but anyway. I'll also thank Raggy for his uh, his very nice comments about the flowers that I picked this morning. They're plastic to me, then, Andy. <laughs> they are. So, Tom, do you think this is a a combination of us, our players playing within themselves, or they've been taught to do that, or just retain the ball from Critchley, or is it a case of being outthought by? Um, What's his name? Daryl Clark. His halftime team. Well, up. they weren't all over us. They weren't creating chances themselves. It, it was a it was a dead rubber really for half an hour. I thought only really got going back. I think the first thing I remember happening in the second half was them scoring the second. I'd honestly say that I might not have been concentrating as much, but as I was in the first half. But yeah, I honestly can't remember anything. So with that in mind, I would say that we just tried to kill the game it's a shame that we didn't go at it and try and score the fourth and kill them off I would have liked to have said nah I'm sure Critchley would have liked to have said nah I don't think his instruction was go out there and jog about for a bit and kill the game I'm sure he was expecting a bit more and they were all just I think he just said in his post-match comments the the lost focus um, particularly with the two goals but I think he was expecting a bit more from him in the second half and he was really disappointed with that performance overall so yeah, I imagine they get a bit of a rollicking after after full time. Boy was also saying, you know, you got to appreciate the positives, and we won the game. It's three points, so 
I'd be interested to see behind closed doors what Critchley was like, but I'm sure he'll have had some words this week about concentration. You know, after the Charlton situation dropping points, and then you've seen it again where we've conceded two sloppy goals. So it's a reminder, isn't it, to have that consistency over 90 minutes, which which will come, I think, when the team get going. But, yeah, we've not seen it so far this season. I went into the Arndale after the game, and rarely have I ever seen us win a game and our supporters be so deflated and and that's how I that's how I felt and I've, I think um that's that's how I felt and I think that's how a lot of people felt but you have to remember as Tom said that we got three points and even through the bad performances if you give us bad performances and we get three points we'll take that and hopefully they'll, they'll be better but for the first half an hour, there was only one team in the game, really, wasn't there? Their second goal was really weird, wasn't it? Because uh, I think Pennington gone out, jumped, but it looked like the ball had gone... Again, it was down your end, wasn't it? So yeah. um, it looked like the ball was had gone too far and and, and was going out. And and some... And the, the you know, forward just sticks his foot out and just seemed to catch everybody by surprise. And Including tr- Grimshaw. Well, I've looked back on the replays and I'm thinking, oh, when he touches it, I'm thinking, well, that's going out. That's going to hit the side netting. And then all of a sudden it's in the back of the net. He's hit Grimshaw and gone in. Right. He's another goal for that. Yeah. Mm. I mean, it's, again, I think we'd... And and then then you're thinking, um, I used to have a moniker on the AVFT, which was, remember, Gillingham, where we're 3-0 up with eight minutes to go and drew three each. And um, I, I, can't, I thought, no, we can't, can we? We can't. But, you know, if anybody was going to score again, it was going to be them because we were like on tender hooks at that point, I thought, weren't we? And, and I've got to say, and I've got to, you know, and and I, I really, I'm really rating him. Kowasi, when he comes on, I mean, what a beast. But what did he have to do to get a free kick? Because their, their, def- their defenders have been field. We're all over him, fouling him left, right, and centre, basically pretending they were they were, they were in the uh, England scrum, I think, uh, against South Africa on Saturday night, and they were just basically wrestling to the floor. And like the ref just didn't want to give him a free kick, but he was he was like a he was like a, a, a caged lion, you know. He was just like so much power and strength when he's let loose. I was so impressed uh, with his contribution. He was uh, he was like a battering ram for us and did really well at keeping it in the corners and keeping possession. Um, and I think he's he's coming on leaps and bounds. But a win's a win, isn't it? Um, two wins on the bounce and we've scored three goals at home last two games as well. So reasons to be cheerful, eh? And up into the playoffs. Yeah, it's, yep. it's 14 points from the last seven, isn't it? Which is automatic promotion form. So we're coming into our stride. I'm not saying that's necessarily going to last, but if you do look at the fixtures, if you're thinking two points a game, a couple of home games and a couple of winnable away ones, isn't it? So two wins and two draws out of the next four, then we we keep marching on, don't we? That's, um, what is it? So we've got Peterborough at home tomorrow, and there's Bolton away. Shrewsbury at home. Fleetwood. We've also got Fleetwood. Fleetwood. We've got Fleetwood in the middle as well. Oh, yeah. Fleetwood yeah. done 1st of November. Yeah. So, Peterborough home, Fleetwood away, Bolton away, Shrewsbury at home. You fancy us to win a couple of them and get a couple of draws, wouldn't you? So, 
the rumour may continue, but yeah, I say that, and um, you never know what's going to happen tomorrow. Probably tomorrow is actually one of the tough, probably the toughest game out of the four. But yeah, this league is quite weak in my opinion. So if you if you're picking up points, suddenly you think you're not you're going to keep picking up points, and then if you lose a couple, then you don't know where the next win's coming from, do you? So take each game as it comes. But yeah, we're we're in good form. So a quick look at the momentum graph before we before we move on. Quite in, is that indicative of yeah, how the game fair. played out? Yeah, yeah, definitely. We had a bit of a spell around the beginning of the first, second half, but it was looked like it was all Cheltenham. So, yeah, is is, right. is there anything to worry about in the fact that we we seem to play? We've not we've not played an entire game well for ninety minutes, have we? We've never, from, you know, from start to finish. I think we've played a lot of games very well in one half or portions of game, but we've never lost the game for the whole in 90 minutes obviously that's unrealistic but you'd expect us to go and go ahead and batter Cheltenham because sure. they've only scored two goals all season prior to that yeah. they scored two against quite, us they're quite short we're quite short real chalk and cheese performances though aren't they even going right back to Burton the first game of the season where we had a great first 20-25 minutes and then petered out Oxford we were awful in the first half against Oxford but then um very good in the second half and, and it is difficult difficult to quite put your finger on it as to what's causing it um, but you know yeah I think you're right John I think that you, you can almost go through every single fixture and and sort of sh- show that type of demographic and you've seen from that the chart you just put up then um, is quite stark as well isn't it it's all, all it seems to almost all or nothing is that a worry is that a worry the the, the worrying part of it, if you look at the third goal onwards, then we've we've barely done anything, have we? After we've just gone three 0 um, so that is worrying. But it's something Critch will be working on. I think based on his time last time and just how seasons tend to work, you come into your stride, don't you? He's got a, a lot of new players in. He's trying to get them all playing together and playing the new formation. And he strengthened in January, and then by the back end of the season, like last time, we had a great run where we were putting in performances week in, week out, changing the team, consistent for 90 minutes, but we're not at that point yet, and you know we've come quite a long way, if you think from the first five games to where we are now, you can see the performances are starting to come and the, the moment in games are starting to come, but the next step for us, obviously, is to, to do that over 90 minutes, which I'm sure we'll be working to, but we will, to be fair, tomorrow will be a good test because that's when we will need to perform for 90 minutes because people are a good side and they score goals on it. So, yeah, I'll be interested to see how, how we perform in that one. Okay, let's let's move on to the posh game tomorrow then. Obviously, we've got time to do all the player ratings and a lot of the gubbins because we're doing a bit of a preview as well. Um, same as Tom just said, it's going to be a, a tough game against Peterborough tomorrow. Yeah, pro- probably one of our toughest tests of the season. Probably along with Oxford last last week, um, uh, you know, um, it's going to be a case of showing are, are we where we need to be, um, which is where we can mix it with the best in the division, and we, we showed that last Saturday, I think, albeit in fits and starts, and that where we're at home, I want to see us grasp the nettle and and and. You know, have a right good go at the opposition, and make them worry about. all oh, you know, I'm not, I know we're going to talk. We're talking about what team we want shortly, but I think we've we've got we've got to play the 
informed players, and um, and and we've got to show the right blend of of defensive um, solidity, you know, um, midfield steel and cutting edge up front. And obviously, it's Critch's job to find that blend. Um, and um, you know, and and and, it, and it's got to be positive. You know, for me, it's got to be positive. We we can't just be thinking too much about Peterborough. I got I saw some comments about their forum, which suggested there might be a couple of players down um, for tomorrow. Which hopefully that's right because that you know that that gives might gives a little bit of an edge. Um, interest, and I, I think if there's any chance of Norburn being fit, he'll want to play. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. To be fair, it's probably uh, actually probably the, the game I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to looking forward to to the most this season so far of the home games. Andy, we could we could leap leapfrog Peterborough if we win tomorrow. Um, I had a quick look at the league table and almost Bolton if they lose and we there's a two goal swing, it could put us up into. Um, the heady heights of fifth, fourth position, which is it's pretty amazing considering how poorly we started this season. So credit to Neil Critchley for that. Credit, yeah, but like we're Blackpool, and every time we get our hopes up, <laughs> Mister Doom comes round the corner. <laughs> so I'm loath to get too carried away, and I won't get too carried away. Um, to to me, this is just. Uh, um, trying to get three points on the way to um, trying to get towards the playoffs. That's it. Uh, and and hopefully a bit further than that. Tom, over to you then. Um, let's talk quickly about Peterborough in a similar vein of form to us. I was looking back at the form table. 1-3, uh, drawn two, so they're unbeaten in five like we are. So you yeah. said you expect a tough game. Can you elaborate on that a bit? I you seem to know a bit more about the other teams than we do. <laughs> well, if you look at the top six, the key thing that stands out to me is the goal score. We've got 19. Everyone else is well into the 20s. Barnes, have scored 29. I know they had that amazing first day, but we need to build around 19 goals in 14 games isn't quite enough, is it? So that shows that the fine margins, whereas if you compare Peterborough all the time over Darren McAnthony's reign, he holds them to scoring goals and entertaining. So... They're gonna come. They're gonna come at us, aren't they? Which I'd expect to be honest. It's gonna be one of them games where we get, we let them have a lot of the ball and then we spring on the break. Even though we're the home team, which has happened a couple of times this season while we've been at home, and we seem to. I quite like that versus you know the times when we've got to break teams down and they're sitting back and putting ten behind the ball. So yeah, I expect it to be a really tasty game. That that game from a couple of years ago, I think he might have been under Grayson, comes to mind. I think it was four three. And um, we must have played them in the promotion year, which I can't quite remember now. But Ivan Tony plays the next game. Yeah, obviously remember the away one when we got Broyden and Medine was messing about in the corner and we beat them there, didn't we? But yes, we always have a good running with Peter, but it's always a, a, a thriller of a game. Tim, we always seem to, as Tom said, we think we've last two games have been three one. They hammer, they hammer us. Was it five nil last time? And um, that was Neil Critchley's last game in charge in his previous yeah. range. Do you think that'll be? working in his head in any way, shape or form to look maybe atone for that error, uh, atone for that defeat. I think I wanna... be worried about that game specifically. I just, my, 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 if I've got concerns about Neil, it is that he overthinks the opposition rather than thinking about, it worries about stopping them more than 
than than taking the games then. So, uh, you know, I, I want to see I want to see that positive outlook because I think we pick the right team and we win the game. Um, I have my idea what that team is, but I'm sure it's not the same as his. Um, but he's the one that gets paid to do it, and hopefully he's going to he's gonna he's gonna make it happen tomorrow. We you know this is. We're we're now reaching the point where we should, you know, I've said before, we've probably four or five points down on where we should be because of overly negative tactics that we've used in some games. And I want to see that trend reversed where we actually go out and and win. And if if we just sit back and try and contain, my my concern is that they they will score and and then then we're chasing the game. But I think Tom's point, nevertheless, is a good one. I think... You know, if we can see possession in the right areas, um, as it and let them come out as a bit, then I think that creates the space for us. We did that against Wigan very, very well. And you know, if if I'm if I'm looking for a tactic to adopt, it's probably close to the Wigan where let them let them mess around in their own half, press when they come into ours, and then hopefully there's a bit of space for the likes of CJ. I'm not sure Dembele's going to start, but if Dembele does start, um, uh, 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 the likes of him and uh, and CJ to get behind. I'm also a little surprised that that, that Dale didn't feature um, on Tuesday. Again, might be a case of resting. Again, he's been through a traumatic time and nevertheless carried on playing, hasn't he? But, you know, it's um, there's, there's, there's some interesting selection decisions to make for me. Just one final point on uh, tomorrow. If you've got any worries whatsoever, stop worrying because it's Darren Ferguson managing in the other dugout. So I think Neil Cruz's got his number. And he, 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 I would like to think we're a bit of a bogey team for Darren Ferguson. So hopefully that continues as well. Yeah, absolutely. We always seem to have his number, don't we? Which is always great to see. Right, before we go, let's pick our team that is going to beat Peterborough. So, Tim, you say we want to go on the front foot, let them worry about us. Tom, you're saying let's contain them somewhat first. So this will be an interesting pick. Um, I think I think the, uh, the, 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 the layout, the formation is, is as, as presented there, though, isn't it? Whichever, whichever players we slot into those positions... Okay, let's kick it off then with um, Rimmy's obviously going in. Jimmy Elzebun's back, straight back in, left, left of the back three. Yeah. Centre half. It's an interesting one, isn't it? Because Casey's been a little bit ropey, I'd say. I've, I've been his, you know, I've been loving him first sort of five, six games. The bars away was a colossus at the back, but. Kerry, Kerry. Uh, sorry, sorry. Hey, Casey, Casey, you're talking. Sorry, yeah, Ali Casey. I've got mixed up. Sorry, <laughs> no, hang on, just hang on a minute, Tom. I'll just mute Andy while you're talking. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Casey. So he's, he's he's been at fault for a couple of goals. I think Charlton away. He's obviously tried to take the man and the ball. I think, and he's not taken either. And and he's he's cost us a little bit. And then he he was at fault for the for one of the goals I thought on Tuesday night. So. Yeah, all I'm trying to say is uh, there's an argument to put Marv back in or there's an argument um, to play Connolly there again, isn't it? So it, it is... It just, I, don't, I don't see it, Pateta in the three, though, do you? 
Well, if if we're going to stick with the three at the back, and I just don't, I mean, I don't see Epiteta in the middle of that three. What about on the other side? Well, I know personally, I'll just, I just, I don't think the 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 back three have 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 done anything that would justify any of the three of them being dropped. I mean, Jimmy's on drop. I, I got a minute, Tim. What what about conceding two goals against Cheltenham? I'd say that's something. I'd say that's against a team that's only scored two goals all season. I'd say that's something to deserve getting dropped. To be fair, what to be fair, one of them was offside and one of them was an own goal. Well, we've already dropped Connolly, haven't we? So that's one gone. So you could argue that's two. You might keep two of the three the same. I don't know, but it's not going to be the same back three. I just think it's Casey and Peddington all day. Uh, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I'll go with that. I think Casey's been Oops. bloody good, really. Uh, and Pennington, um, Pennington, we've I, we look better with Pennington in the team. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's him or Marv, isn't it, for that position? Can you uh, deal with my OCD and put Casey yeah. in the middle and sorry to on the right, please? On. While I'm doing that, pick the right and left wing backs, Jens. What should oh. happen or? I think our team, Andy. Nailed. Our team. Our team. CG's nailed on on the right, isn't he? So, um, assuming, um, putting aside the arguments about which side he should be on. What about the dog? Which way? Where does the dog think CJ should play, left or right? One bark for left, two for right. The the dog's name's Kenny Dougal, by the way. And, <laughs> and Kenny, Kenny Dougal says, anyone who can run fast can play it on whichever side. On the right side. I don't think we're dropping CJ, are we? Um, especially after yeah. the way he's been playing. Um, yeah, the decision here is Thompson or Dale, isn't it? On the left. Dale all day for me. I'm starting to like Thompson, you know. I just, I, I think, I, I, said that I don't think he played. I don't think he played badly on on um, Tuesday, but I, I think Dale's a better defender. It's going to be very interesting. Is he? Is he Tim? Is he? Sorry, Tom. Well, go on. I think he's a better defender than Thompson. I think Thompson has a tendency to lose. I don't know. I I just think Dale's been our, our best left-sided um, yeah. wing back this season by a country mile. I think he was just. I, I suspect he may well have just been rested on Tuesday. Yeah. Um, go on, Tom. You were saying. You were saying. Uh, just interesting that Lions and Gabriel are back in training, aren't they? So. In four to six weeks, we could have a real selection headache on our line. You think in Hamilton, Dale? Lions was on the subs bench on on Tuesday night, wasn't? Yeah, it? yeah, yeah. But more thinking of Gabriel being a, a few weeks away. But yeah, there's only two of them can get in unless you play Dale in central positions like where where um, Dembele was. But yeah, in terms of tomorrow, I'd say yeah, Dale and Hamilton's pretty pretty much guaranteed. We are we all going with that? Our team remember what we want. Yeah, I, I do. I do think Critchley had his had his eye on Saturday with some of the selections. I think Davies made the point. Dale was on the bench, and yeah, he was. But I think he just left him off uh, on the basis that um, he had in mind that you know it's a long season, isn't it? And we've got another game coming up next on Wednesday night next week. So it is. It is very much a case of I think you've got to use the squad. And, um, and and perhaps we underestimated Cheltenham a little bit. I don't think Dale's good at defensive 
duties though. Um, case in point, Oxford away when he just let that Lee run into the box past him. And I don't think he's attuned to that role. And on that basis, I'm picking Dom Thompson. But I'll go with the majority. I don't think Thompson can defend either. To well, be honest, but mm. I think Dale is a more reliable defender than Thompson. I think that's what we're we're alluding to. And I disagree. I disagree. Attacking threat as well. What, what if what if we went for Lions then on the left? Mm. We've done that. We, we've done that already, and Critchley made a mug of us. Or, or Lions on the right and CJ on the left then. I'm not sure Lions has played enough football no. in recent weeks to get the shirt on Saturday for me. I think it needs to come off the subs bench and have a good couple of good half hours. Yeah, yeah. I agree. You're so anyway, my vote to Tom's my vote goes to Thompson, Tim, Dale, Andy, Dale, Tom, Dale. Motion carried. You're all idiots. Just, just quickly, I do think it'll be interesting um, in the FA Cup. In is it next week? The FA Cup or the week after? That'll be a good run out for the Lions and a few of the others. Yeah, so yeah. hopefully, that, after that, we'll have a few more decisions to make. Joseph, any when uh, getting? Yes, he's on the grass. It's another one on the grass. <laughs> what if he can make it? Right. So CJ's going. He seems to be like I was about eight weeks away when they get on the grass. No. Don't seem to be so far. There away. should be a. There should be a like a rule behind being on the grass, sort of a a measure of how long between being on the grass is to when you're actually ready to start again. So when you're on the grass, it's like another month to go, really, isn't it? Yeah. Raggy's conspiracy theory is that Joseph is never going to play for us, isn't it? <laughs> you could probably troll back through Critchley's quotes, couldn't you, and find on the grass and then work out how long it was before they played, and you could probably do some data around that, but. Someone needs to have to do a down round. It's probably a job for Connor, and it used to be on the pod. Yeah, so. or Mitch seems to have be seems to be running with that bat on now, doesn't he? Of uh, our new stato, super stat. Right, so CJ's CJ's going in there as a right wing back. Okay, midfield, obviously Ollie Norburn's back, and um, facing his old team, he'll be wanting to put a performance in. So uh, it's pretty hard to argue against his inclusion. Yeah, not only the injury, I think, that kept him out. And we're all in agreement there? Correct. Yep. Yep. He ain't dropping King Kenny at the moment, the way he's playing, are we? Or... No, he, he's up there with husband for me at the moment as the most consistent performer. Yeah, he's good at this level. And he scored two goals already. Mm. But he said this, if you watch, if you ever get in the ground early, watch the pre-match warm-ups, he is the cleanest, most accurate striker of the ball when doing the shooting. So I, I was surprised at how few goals he scored last season. So hopefully that's going to improve. Uh, right, this is going to be a tough one. Who we played in there with them? I'll go for Caddy, Caddy again. Karamoko. Tim? I think, I think he's going to... I think... I'm, I'm 50-50 on whether I'd start him. Let's assume that number seven is kind of playing off in front of that those two and kind of behind the strikers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And if I'm, he is, I'm gonna go, I'm I'm... Gonna go, I think he deserves to start based on his on his contribution at Oxford and on on Tuesday night. Um, I don't think Carey's doing enough to earn that shirt, yeah, is it? Well, that's I think I think that comes into it, doesn't it? I think um, 
Critchley, Critchley's going to, I know it's our team, but Critchley's going to play Kerr if he wants to keep the ball. And he's going to play Dembele if he wants to um, win. If he's going to take a chance. And I, I, my, my always concern with Critchley is he, he's too conservative. But I think Dembele should start. And again, just in front of those two. Um, and um, see what he can do. If it doesn't work, he, he can always make a change. Yeah. Yeah, I like it's my vote, Andy. And <clears throat> I'd, he'd get he'd probably get my vote if I was looking to go out and 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 make the game after about or oh, oh, sorry, really attack them for the first twenty minutes. Um, but will I think? Do I think um, Critchley will do that? I don't. I think he'll play Carey. But I I can understand why. I do understand why. Who do you want then? But but I'd go Dembele. For for that, okay. Because what you have got, if, if, assuming Norburn's fit, what you have got there, you've got you've got a defensive five, effectively defensive five with Norburn and Dougal, which really means that your Dale and your CJs can really push on with Dembele and 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 effectively, you know, it looks defensive. But those that Dale and Dale and Hamilton are going to be ahead of Norburn and, and Dougal for most of the time. Okay, Jordan Rhodes is definitely going in. No debate there. I think that's the biggest uh, cert out there, isn't it? Yeah. He's almost the biggest shoe in his grimmy. Finally, who are we playing? Are we playing up with him? My vote. Here's the debate. Mm. I like Kwasi with him because I always like a big unit up there. I think he adds an extra dimension. Gives us the out ball when we need it. I think Rhodes can do. Uh, I think he'll play better with um, a physical presence with him, even better than he is. So, Kwasi, flag in the sand for me. Tom? My only criticism of Kwasi, I think, has been unbelievable, is his pace. I think he's a little bit slow from what I've seen of him. Um, so, with Rhodes, you've not got much movement up there, have you? So, it does depend if you're putting Karamoko in. If you've got Carey in there, which we haven't, then you might be more likely to go for Lavery. But yeah, with Karamoko in, I'm happy enough with Kalasi. I think it's harsh on Lavery because he did score the other night, but he didn't give much in the game, did he? So I don't remember him doing a lot apart from his goal, which was from about two yards out. So yeah, I'd probably just about go Kalasi. Two for Kalasi then. Tim? Um, the biggest shout-out ever for Kalasi, I think. It, the, the only time I've not really seen him and Rhodes play that well together was Oxford in the first half. And and in, in that game, I, I actually blamed the balls that were coming in, which were all aimed at Rhodes when it should have been the other way around. They should have been aimed towards Kwasi, and then Kwasi's the battering ram and Rhodes can can feed off him. That's the way we should be doing it, and that's what we need to be focusing on. But the, the, the delivery was absolutely shocking in that first half, and it made Kwasi look average. It's the only time I've really seen him look average, I think, and... We we just saw that fifteen minute cameo. What a, what a battering ram it can be for us, uh, and and an effective one as well, and a skillful one. So yeah, it's um, I will be incredibly disappointed if he doesn't start tomorrow. I think it depends. I think it depends on how he thinks Peterborough will play. If he thinks Peterborough will play possession football. 
uh, and try and play it around the back, uh, along the back. I think he'll play uh, Lavery to Hasselham um, and and bring Kowasi on. But I think if he feel if he doesn't feel as though that's and they're going to play a bit longer, I think he will play Kowasi. But who are you picking on? Kowasi. Who are you picking, Tim? Oh, 100% Kowasi. Right. And if they do come at us and we want to go along to bring it out, Kowasi's your ideal man to do it for me because he'll hold it. Just like, you know, he's he's like a... For me, you know, it's a very it's very Medine-like in some respects, the way that he, he'll, he acts as a, a, a an outboard for us to actually build something from. But he's more, you know, in many respects, he's more skillful. He's obviously more youthful and... Um, you know, as somebody said in the comments, he's probably a little bit faster than we actually think he is. But it's definitely faster than Medine. Unit. It's faster than Medine, isn't he? Yeah, he's, he's such well, a big unit. He really is. He's, he's he's actually quite scary when you get close to him. He's like a such, such a for, such a physical force. Yeah, I remember it coming out that Medine was faster than Rhodes out of the two. He, was, I think he was him that was saying it maybe, but it was definitely. I'm sure that he used to sprint against each other in training. Medine was quicker than Rhodes, so he was. But deceptively quick, but yeah, Kawasi. I only seen him once live, which was at Charlton, and he didn't. He was worried, not worryingly slow, but you know, he wasn't quick off the mark really. Com- probably comparing him to some of the strikers we've had recently, but yeah, he's, he's had an ama- amazing start to the season so far. So yeah, he, he, he does deserve to play. I think we'd give him sixty minutes. I'd give him sixty minutes, and then bring Lavery on. Give Lavery a decent, you know, half hour period in the game. Okay, that's our team. Grimshaw, Dale, Husband, Casey, Pannington, Hamilton, um, the three in midfield, Dembele, Norburn and Dougal up front, Jordan Rones and Killian Kouassi. Um Just before we go, gents, let's give our match predictions and call it a day after that. So top to bottom, let's start with you, Tim. Blackpool v Peterborough tomorrow. Uh, I'm going to stay positive and I'm going to go for a 2-1 win. Andy? 4-0. 4-0. They are high-scoring games between us two. We seem to be. I'm going to go for 3-1. It seems to be a pattern at home. I think it's... Can I offer the Nick Smith sense of thought? Go on. Roads to score any time. As, as... It's, like, it's, it's, like, it's like... I think he's put it on every game, and he or something. Yeah. Maybe you can use it for all his physiotherapy. Free money, free money in it, Andy. Free money. Free money. All right, Tom, close off the show. How are we going to do against uh, Peterborough? Uh, if I go with my gut, I might say 2-2, two, two, but as soon as everyone else has gone for a win and it's my first appearance back on the pod, I'm going to go for a 2-1 win. No, you, can't be going, you can't be doing the negative. You can't be doing a Tim, can you, and predicting a defeat <laughs> when you've... Major long-awaited return. Um, right, yeah. Generally, when we all say it's a win, you know what happens next, don't you? <laughs> we have got the Tuesday night. Oh, we? we have got the Tuesday night hoodoo out of the way, though. Just about. <laughs> Luckily, we play Fleetwood on a Wednesday, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Right, on that note, I think we'll call it a day. Um, yeah, thanks everyone in the comments for for joining the show. Um, great as ever to see you on a. On a Friday, and let's hope uh, the winning continues tomorrow. All right, as we said, it's thanks for watching, everybody. Thanks for downloading. And up the pool. Come on, the pool against the pot.
just before you head off. I know you've just enjoyed what you've listened to. Of course you have. Why not consider joining our Patreon supporter program for the price of a pint per month? You'll get extra bonus content in return. You'll get no ads on the audio pod. You'll get faster releases of the audio pod. You'll get it before the uh, the Great and Wash does. And also you'll be saying thanks for these uh, brilliant podcasts and you'll be helping us pay our hosting costs, our streaming software costs, uh, electric, that kind of thing. So yeah, it'd be greatly appreciated if you could support us, patreon.com forward slash seasiderspod. Price of a pint per month. And you also get access to our um, WhatsApp patron supporters group, which is a good laugh. We've got a nice community going on in there. And you'll also have access to uh, competitions and giveaways when they do happen. So yeah, please do consider signing up and supporting us. That URL again, patreon.com forward slash seasiders pod and if you don't sign up you're a big see you later thanks for listening away days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.